Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby. I'm Paige. And I'm Ben. And we are so glad that you are here. As we sit down each week with some amazing guests and close friends, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of this world and would start living a more abundant and fruitful life. This episode of A Love Like This is brought to you by Stonebreaker Lawyers. Stonebreaker Lawyers is a Christian law firm specializing in commercial and business law, wills and estate planning, and property contracting. If you're looking to purchase or sell a property, need a contract drafted, or just need a trusted legal advisor that shares similar faith values to you, visit stonebreakerlawyers.com.au. That's stone, B-R-A-K-E-R, lawyers.com.au. Welcome to season four of A Love Like This. This week we had the absolute privilege of talking with Meredith Foster. Paige and I actually started watching Meredith on YouTube when we were just 12 years old. That was 10 years ago. This week we spoke about Meredith and her amazing testimony that she calls her coming home story. We spoke about the simple goodness of God, the importance of being surrounded by people who will fill you up, and the difference between living in this world and living of this world. Meredith is just incredible and she spread so much of Jesus across the city of Los Angeles. We pray that this episode would encourage you to run back to Jesus because you were never too far out of His reach. So to help celebrate the launch of this season, we are giving away a copy of our favorite Bible, She Slash He Reads Truth. So to enter, all you need to do is join our mailing list over at alovelikethis.info and be subscribed to the show on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Anyway, guys, enjoy this week's episode with Meredith. Meredith, welcome to Love Like This. We are so glad that you're here. It was such, um, it's such an honor and a privilege to have you on. Um, people listening before we started recording, we were just talking about how crazy it is that we've been following along with Meredith's journey for so long and how we were in primary school when we found her DIY YouTube videos. <laughs> yes, the good old days. <laughs> good old days. I feel like YouTube yeah. has evolved so much, right? It's oh, changed. So much. But I really believe that God is in the business of like restoring things that especially the enemy destroys or tries to steal, kill, you know, Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. So I believe that in any area where we've had that loss or that destruction, that God is going to restore us. And, you know, we go from glory to glory. And so I feel like there's always more to come. There's many good things that are on the way. So yes, that is so true. So obviously you're a believer in Jesus. We love that. Um, can you tell us how you like came to know him, share your testimony? Cause I've, I have no idea okay, and I'm so ready. <laughs> okay. Hello everyone. My name is Meredith. Um, so I, I always used to call it testimony, but for some reason today it clicked in my head that I want to start calling it my coming home story. Because that's really, really what it is for me. And I, and I feel like we're in this amazing awakening where people are going to start coming home and coming home to the father and that, that like the prodigal son story. So uh, I grew up in a Christian home, but I never really saw a healthy like relationship between a man and a wife in a marriage. Like I saw my situation in my home and no home is perfect, but there was a lot of shame and there was a lot of brokenness. And I kind of looked at that and I was like, I really don't want anything to do with like marriage in that sense. Um, and throughout my like young adult years that definitely changed. Cause that desire was from God to one day get married. But, um, I just grew up in a very, very broken home and by the grace of God, like my 
parents and my family is being totally restored and transformed. And, um, I just, I asked Jesus into my heart at the age of four. I remember I was in my backyard and I remember actually having a conversation with God. Like I remember it. And I, I was like, Jesus, like I asked you into my heart. And so from that day forward, like I technically had the Holy spirit because he's now, he dwells inside of me. I think I doubted like growing up, like, I think I doubted that God was with me and I had very much of like an abandoned orphan type mentality where it was like, I wasn't a daughter, but like, I wasn't accepted. I was rejected. And that is such a lie from the enemy because God is our father. And he says, I've accepted you. You are my son. You are my daughter and you are my beloved. And so for me, like it literally took years for that to even happen because I went through high school and I went through things with friends and guys where I always felt like lonely. I felt rejected and I felt like an outcast. And then it wasn't until years later where Jesus showed himself to me as a friend. And because I knew him as and I didn't have to encounter that personal intimate moment with the Lord where it was like, wow, you see every part of me. You've seen everything I've ever done. You know, every Nick and cranny, sorry, I don't even know if that made sense, but you know what I mean? Like every corridor of my and you still chase after me. Like you still pursue me. Like that blows my mind that his love is that vast and that deep that there's no place that his love and his grace and his goodness and kindness won't follow us and chase after us. And so that's why I call it my coming home story because it wasn't until it was like Jesus like not was knocking on my heart. Like I would go to all these different things to find satisfaction through guys and um, just the world. Like I, I was going to clubs and I was hooking up with guys and, and we'll get into like that kind of stuff in a second, but I just was searching for love in all the wrong places. And I don't think I really realized that what I was searching for was my creator. Like I was searching for him. And so it wasn't until he came knocking on my, the door of my heart And I was like, okay, I'm going to let him back in. I'm going to come home. I'm going to return from the ways that I was living. And I want to be in the light. I want to go from dark to light. And so that's my story. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, wow. That is so beautiful, man. Okay, so you've been in the public eye for like so many years now. Um, So what changed for you when you started to, I guess, share your life? Because like we just spoke about before, YouTube has evolved so much since the good old early days. Um, but yeah, like how much, like how, what was that like for you when you first started sharing your life to the public? So, yeah. Um, I would say this is what's so crazy because it's very much full circle of like when I first started YouTube in 2009, I did not know who I was. I didn't know my identity. I actually didn't even really understand what that term meant. Like what is your identity in Christ? And I took a, 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 class in high school where it was all about that. And it's like, it just went over my head. Like I just didn't even know because I was doing YouTube and I was, I was really like, I was like hustling. Like it was like, which is not what I do anymore because I really want to do everything just by his Holy spirit, not by my own strength. Um, his grace is sufficient for us in our weakness. But basically, um, when I started putting my life online, because I didn't know who I was and I didn't know my identity, I started viewing myself the way that other people were viewing me. And so I would go to them for their approval or their acceptance. And I would hear or hear words, even just mean comments, like stuff that really affects your soul and wounds you. And words are so powerful. We have life and death in the power of our tongue. And so when you're getting 
called me names if it's in school or online these types of things we tend to stick they're like labels that we allow to stick on our on our souls and so i had all these things built up and and it was devastating because i didn't even know who i was so there has to come this this process where we renew our minds of who we are and not what others have called us and other people's opinions. So this is only found in Christ. This is found in the word of God. So when we go to the word, it's like a mirror and we're seeing the reflection of who God says we are. And that's what really changed, changed so much for me was knowing my identity, knowing my um, authority as a believer, and just knowing that I'm a daughter above all else before what I can do before being a YouTuber, like before anything, I am just his daughter. And when I realized that it was like my whole world just changed because it wasn't about what I could do, 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 but it was just about being loved and receiving love. Because I think a lot of us struggle with that. It's like, I couldn't even accept the forgiveness that he had already given me. It's like in Luke seven forty seven, um, Mary Magdalene was like crying and worshiping at Jesus's feet. And, and the Pharisees, like the legalistic people were like, why are you letting this sinful woman like pour her tears out. Like what he, they were like so mad. And he was like, you don't know, she's been, she knows how much she's been forgiven. And this is why she shows me this much love. Like she came to that realization and she was like, wow, Jesus, like you are my Lord and savior. I'm just going to worship at your feet. And there was no other place that she would have rather been than just with him. And so it was, it was kind of just me moving away from what other people were saying about me and just going to my creator to say, to have him look me in the eyes and say, this is how I see you. It doesn't matter what anyone else says about you because all that matters is what I say. Yeah. And that changes everything. Like the whole, it's totally just like, anyway, we'll get into it after because there's so much to talk about. Um, so similar to us, like Abby and I have been through so many different seasons of friendships and community. It's looked different throughout our whole life. And then becoming, you know, believers, that looks different now because we love having fellow believer friends. I think it's really important. But how important is that to you to have like friendships that are godly? Girl, it's so important. So it's, and it's important for everyone. Like we, we were created to do life with other people. If you like look back to the garden, God said to Adam, it is not good for man to be alone. I will create a helper for him. So he created Eve from Adam. And he's so, this is why like our father's so wonderful because he's so intentional. He knows exactly what types of people we need, like what helpmates we need. And that goes with marriage too. Like he wants to write our love story. He wants to bring friends into our life for kingdom purposes. And so I think one of the things I realized going through different friendship groups throughout my years. And I went through a group that was just not uh, life-giving. It was, you know, you kind of become who you surround yourself with. And if you're around people that are walking so much in the dark and they're, they don't know the light, they don't know Jesus, you're going to veer off the path. You're not going to be built up. You're not going to be uh, getting life spoken into you. And so Sometimes we have to break away and it's hard because it's like, maybe it's all we know. Maybe it's, you know, we don't want to be alone for a season, but sometimes we have to separate ourselves from certain people in order to grow, in order to heal, in order to be whole. And so I went through some of, some of that, um, I would say like five years ago. And once I learned, I was like, okay, I need to, I need some like good friends. Like I need some real friends. So I, I asked God, I was like, God, like I, 
really want some genuine girlfriends in my life that will fight with me and for me. And so that's like one of my prayers for the people that follow me and, and watch what I watch my journey is like, I want them to have that same healthy community because that's where we heal is in community. Sorry to interrupt this incredible conversation, but we just wanted to take a quick moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, Stonebreaker Lawyers. Headed by Jonathan Stonebreaker, Stonebreaker Lawyers offers a variety of affordable legal and property contracting services founded on strong Christian values. For our younger listeners, purchasing or selling a property can be an absolute minefield. Having someone you can trust and with the right knowledge, particularly when it comes to contracts, is so important. For our older listeners, it might be time to sit down and revisit your wills and estate plans. Having someone who shares similar faith values to you can make a world of difference when it comes to legal matters, particularly those that involve family, small businesses, charities, and churches. We've seen firsthand the care, compassion, and competence that John and his team put into all of their client interactions. If you'd like to learn more, visit stonebreakerlawyers.com.au. That's stone, B-R-A-K-E-R, lawyers.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this amazing episode. That is so, that's so good, Mare. I mean, yeah, it's definitely um, a journey, just friendships. And like, we've noticed that too, the difference between life-giving friends and friends who are willing to pour into you and the friends who suck the life out of you because it's definitely like a push-pull relationship. And I was talking to a friend about this yesterday too, is that if you pour into them and you're not being you know, poured into from them, it's like a draining friendship. So that's so good what you said. So Paige and I, um, we talk a lot. Yes, yes, 100%. So we do, Paige and I talk a lot about um, how we are called to live in this world and not of this world. And it's actually the theme of the youth camp that we've been a part of this week at our church. So that's really cool too. Um, okay. So you're one of those girls who use your platform to share the goodness of God. Was there a time where you were walking with the world, um, which you did just mentioned, and was there like a transformation that happened for you to want to share like more of him and more of the truth online throughout your platforms? Yes. So um, I would say actually when I, first started social media, it was very like neutral. Like I wasn't really, um, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I like, since I grew up in the faith, like I would kind of mention God throughout some of my content, but it wasn't like, it wasn't all about my faith. Um, it was more just lifestyle content, which you guys know with the DIYs and stuff. Then, but then once I like got sucked into just this dark path, um, I went searching for love in all the wrong places. I literally started posting and I don't know if you guys remember this, but like there were times where, I mean, I just posted, I didn't, obviously I wasn't being led by the spirit. I was being led by my flesh. And so I would post things where I was like flipping off the camera and I was like getting drunk and like doing like, it was just, you know, it's, it wasn't the Meredith that I am now. And that's just because I, and this is my coming home story is we all, all of us go through things where we can look back and almost laugh at it because it shows how marvelous God's grace is. Like he was chasing me. He was pursuing me even on those dark times where I was like in rebellion, I was in the world and he still was going after me. And so looking back, I'm just like, that just wrecks me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you're amazing. Um, but then the, so what happened transitionally was that it was a very gradual process, I would say, but when I started to realize, I was like, okay, 
you know, I've tried this, I've tried religion, like I go to church, but like, what is it that I'm missing? Because I'm clearly seeing other believers have freedom, uh, fullness of life, joy, peace, but I'm lacking all of that. I'm not, I don't have joy. I don't have the fruit. I didn't have the fruits of the spirit yet. And so what it, what happened was that it took for me to actually be intentional and seek God out, spend time in his presence, spend time in the word and actually set apart time to meet with God. Because if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us, we're not going to be able to produce the fruit in our life that we want. You know, we can say, we can say things all day long and we can go to church, but if we aren't intentionally and have it because a relationship is a two way street, like we have to be intentional and it wasn't until I did that, that I really started to see a change and really just see the fruit in my life of joy and peace and, um, all the things that come with having the Holy spirit. So, um, the transition was interesting. I think I was very nervous at first because I knew I would lose, I would lose things. Like when we walk with Jesus, we're going to lose friends. We're going to lose opportunities. We're going to, there's always a cost, but it's so worth it because, you know, it says when you, uh, lose your life for my sake, you will actually find true life. And yeah, so that's what the preacher is about I want, last night. Yeah. I want ever I want life, right? Like yeah. that's what yeah. so it was not easy, but the Lord like he just he built up courage and he built up boldness and strength to do it. And it's been like a process and I think he's actually still doing that because I fear has stopped me so much in my life. But it's almost like he put that desire to want to share my story and share the work that he's done in my life, because it's like, I have this platform. He's obviously given it to me. He's graced me with this. And so there's a reason why I'm wanting to share what he's done in my life. It's to help them on their walk, to help them find healing and freedom. And our stories are just, it's like healing bomb, you know, it helps our testimonies provide healing for other people and hope. So I think, I mean, I'm really encouraged by what you do, Meredith, because you've got like, what, over a million followers and you look on Instagram, you see the people who do have a million followers and they're just so of this world, you know, promoting everything that is not life-giving, that's not true. Like, you know what I mean? Like the fake sort of lifestyle that, you know, like kids our age, like we said, we started following you when we were only young and these kids are looking at it. So I feel encouraged that you're somebody who is using this platform a platform to glorify God and to share his goodness and his truth because that is like so rare to find these days, as you would know. Speaking about like Instagram and stuff like that, I saw it was on your Instagram and I was so curious about it. Like you go to the beach and like worship <laughs> like that is the sickest thing ever and I'm dying to know about this experience like was that your baptism video too yeah yes okay. oh, oh wait, my what? gosh you sent it to me tell ages us ago okay you have to tell us <laughs> um two let's see when did I I got rebaptized in the ocean a few summers ago it was one of the best days of my life so far and um I just so I got rebaptized in the ocean and then the next summer this group of like 25 year old guys and girls decided to host these worship nights in San Diego, California called the presence place. And then they're now calling it California will be saved. But basically they just were sharing on social media, like come bring your friends. They had worship nights on the beach with just sharing the gospel, having a good time, like getting like, like these kids are so wild for Jesus, like dancing, they're just in the streets, like with flags and stuff. And I, I shared my testimony one night and it was really cool. Like I honestly, it was one of the most impactful nights because 
I remember like looking back, I'm like, how did I do that? Like I didn't even, I spoke in front of like maybe 70, I don't know, it was like 75 people. But for some reason, like that seems so scary to me. Like, I don't know, that's not <laughs> something I would normally want to be like, yeah, yeah I yep. want to speak in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like the Holy Spirit just yeah. empowered me and gave me the words to speak, especially even, even parts of my testimony that I would not want to share about how I used to watch pornography. And when I was six, I found it on my, uh, on a computer and I was like, like low key addicted to it all throughout my teenage like years. And then God freed me of it. And he showed me the root cause of like, why I went, why I watched pornography. And so I shared this on the beach in California to people I did not know. And I, I was mortified, but it was like, I didn't even look scared. Like the word, it was just flowing out of me. Like that's the only God, like it's not me. It's literally God speaking through me because I would never do that in my life. I did not want to do that. So anyways, long story short, <laughs> that was a wild night because girls, like people came up to me after and they were like, I'm really struggling with lust. Like, can you pray for me? And I'm like, yes, like, let me pray for you. Because I feel like a lot of people, like we pray for physical healings because Jesus died on the cross and, and our bodies are made whole. And there's, I believe in healings. I didn't actually always used to believe in, in like miracles and healings. And then I saw them and I experienced them with my own eyes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but I also believe that a lot of people need emotional healing and it's like heartbreak. It's trauma wounds. And I feel like that's almost where I'm really passionate about that as well as physical healing. But um, the Lord's done so much work on my soul that I feel like part of my gifting is to help others in their emotional healing. So that's really what I'm excited about. I feel like the word for 2022 is, is healing. Like God's doing this massive healing work on his people in the hearts and minds of people. And I'm just like, yes, let's yes. Go. That's so good. Don't you love how Meredith was talking about that? We've had so many moments where I want to say the most amount of sort of speaking that we've done in front of large crowds was like the in our last year of high school where we were ministry prefects and we got asked to share our testimony in front of the whole school, which we did, and it was amazing. Oh, it was like we know the feeling oh, like where you're like, oh. how did – I do Dude, that. Like, how did I that say wasn't that? Me. We didn't stop up. Like we didn't mess yeah. up. We remembered our story. We didn't look well, at our notes. Remember, like, and then we got asked. We're like, oh my gosh, this term was amazing. Because then we went on like our our grade went on a camp, and we were just like undone by the Holy Spirit. And then we're like, what? Like, how is this term going to end? And then we got asked to share our testimony again at our youth at church, which was like, what? How many kids was that? Like over. Oh, like a lot, like a lot of people. And again, it was like saying yes, because we didn't know what could come from that. We didn't know who would be encouraged by a testimony, but it's so true what you said, because then I paid you to preach. So Paige preached in front of the school as well about anxiety. And it was just this whole Girl. thing where it was like, that's not, that's it was not weird. It like was it like, is you, but it was about you. anxiety and identity. And I remember like, I wrote what, like three pages of notes. I got up there and I didn't look at them once. It was just like insane. I look back on that moment. I'm like, I literally, that was the best day of my entire life. So I know the feeling. Wow. That's so cool. That's so encouraging. I really see you guys do it. You're, I feel like you guys are going to speak to a lot of people. <laughs> and God's going to just use you and speak through you in, in massive ways. That's Thanks, man. Well, that's so encouraging. So we kind of, I feel like I remember hearing you say something about, 
um, you having like body image issues, which we all have. We've all been there before. Um, every but woman ever. <laughs> every woman ever, literally. Um, and yeah. obviously like, you know, we sh- we've paid a struggle with anxiety before and I just feel like most of the people listening are younger girls and guys. So what advice, like if there was somebody listening to this who was struggling with anxiety or a body image issue, like what, what advice would you give to them? Okay. So this is what I would say to like my, I would say to anyone listening and like my old self, because I feel like we put so much, um, we're so hard on ourselves. Like we almost beat ourselves up for even having these dealing with these things. And so what I want you to know, like, first off is that you're not alone. Um, that you are worth like these things that you're dealing with. It's all part of your testimony and God is going to produce such a beautiful story out of everything that you're currently going through. There's so much, um, like purpose that's going to come out of it. And I also think it's important to understand the first step is not to work harder for the benefits of salvation, but to rest in the finished work of Jesus and his unconditional love for you. Um, like because I feel like, especially with my body image stuff is like, I was constantly trying out of my own strength to fix myself. Like I was like, why am I still dealing with this? Like I thought, like, I thought I was over this. Like I thought I had healed this. And then I would notice it come up and it's like, we cannot be condemning ourselves all the time. There is no more condemnation for those in Christ. If you ever are feeling shame over something that is actually from the enemy the enemy is always shouting shame and Jesus is wanting to wrap you up in his warm blanket of perfect peace. And so, uh, my scripture is my favorite scripture is Matthew eleven twenty eight, And this is out of the passion translation. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I will refresh your life for I'm your oasis. So when we join our lives with him, that's like the first step is just like, it's the rest of the mind. It's resting our minds in the fact that we like Jesus paid the full price for everything on the cross paid in full. And so resting in the finished work. And then we go through our healing, we go through our deliverance. And this is something that can take time. Yes, it can happen instantly. I've seen that and I believe that, but I also believe that it's, it's a, it's a process and it, it can take time. So. All three of us here, we love Jesus. Like we know him well. And I feel like there's just, even in my own life, like I know people who, um, I guess like the obviously like I believe this fully, but everyone has that desire to want to know God, right? And it's like, what would you, I guess my question is, what would you say to someone who doesn't yet know God? It's so, for me, it's very short and sweet. It's that God is not mad at you. He is knocking at the door of your heart and he's waiting with open arms. It's like, he's literally waiting for you to come home and he's everything that you are searching for. And he's everything, all of your deepest desires will be fulfilled in him. Um, I do believe that he actually, when we're born again, he gives us desires that are from him. Like there's certain that he's placed on all of our hearts for his purpose and his glory but ultimately our desire is to be known and fully known. And that only comes through intimacy with our maker. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good, Matt. So um, in 2020, you released a book called Fostering Your Best Self. Love the title. Just very, very clever. clever. Um, <laughs> would you tell us, <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, would you tell us like the inspiration behind writing this book and a little bit about what it's it about? Yes. So funny story. It actually, I love the title of the book, but it originally, I wanted it to be called, uh, stay, you stay true because 
it, that was kind of my motto. And that was even before I really understood my identity in the Lord. And it's just kind of funny because looking back, I'm like, that's a really good title for a book. Like maybe if I do a part two, because staying you in Christ, staying true to who you are in Christ is like just so crucial. Um, but basically, I wrote that book when I was going through my healing uh, with my eating disorder and I wrote, I wrote poems over the years. And so I gathered them all and I put them in this book with recipes and just, it was kind of like my, my videos, but in a book form. So there's some, there's some personal stories in it, but I um, would love, I'm currently writing like a part two because there's so much deeper that I could have gone and like scripture and, and revelation that I've received from the Lord through my own experience that I want to be able to help young girls and men who are going through similar things. And so, um, I'm just really into the transformation process that God does in us. When we surrender, we give him our full. Yes. Yes. That is so good. <laughs> you stop saying things at the same time. Oh my goodness. Wow. So good. Um, this is a question that we ask all about guests on the podcast um but if you could say anything to like younger meredith what would you say oh okay well the first thing i would say is i'm so proud of you (laughs) just yeah it's just i feel like we could we should say that to ourselves all the time like that's something we're just like i'm so proud of you that's something we all need to hear and then the second thing would be um do it afraid and live for the audience of one fear has i let fear stop me so many times and I even got a tattoo on my arm like three summers ago. No fear, which was like low key prophetic. So prophetic. <laughs> um, I I realized like living fearless is is just what I want to do in my life. I want to live fearless. And if we live paralyzed by fear, the fear of people or man, we will never fulfill that calling God has placed on our life. And I want to be I want to be bold. I want to be courageous. <laughs> Isn't Meredith just so much fun? We hope that you guys loved this episode as much as we did. Meredith is just so full of wisdom and so full of light. So to summarize for you all, we spoke about her amazing testimony that she calls her coming home story. We spoke about the goodness of God, the importance of being surrounded by people who fill you up and the difference between living in this world and living of this world. We hope that you guys received some encouragement from this episode. And if you did, let us know in the review section or comment on our post to let us know what you thought. Until next week, guys. Bye.